Good morning. And welcome in to the Blitz live on Fan Run Radio. Live in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. It's game day. Number one, Alabama coming to town. Wednesday, February 15th. We've been counting down the days. Countdown is over. The day is here. So maybe it's not quite the game we expected when we started counting uh, counting down towards February 15th. But number one, uh, coming to town regardless. And it's going to be a fun one. Going to be a fun one tonight. A fun one today here with you for the next couple of hours. I'm Charlie Collier. To my left, Andy Brock. Back behind the board, Mr. Sam Beard. On a pretty nice Wednesday. Pretty good weather. I think it's, I guess, a little cloudy this a morning. A little wet. But like, I think it's going to get nice today. Mid-60s. Think so. Like 60s. Weather's been great. Yeah, it's this been weather's been awesome. We're in that like faux spring era of February where you have that one week that's really nice. It's that classic uh, faux man, spring. I don't know if I can find it, but someone's made like a graphic where it says like Tennessee has 12 seasons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. And it's uh, so accurate. It's so accurate. Because the guy it's, that used to do this show, Chance Collins, was was like obsessed with that 12 seasons of Tennessee graph. Yeah. Dude, he, he would bring it up like weekly. It's so true. It would be like Chance Sam, and you got to put that thing away. I mean, it is. Quit looking at it. Once you see but me it a couple true. times, it's like, all right. But it's very true. Very true. Very no, true. yeah, there's always that week in February that's like, why is it so warm? And then for the next month, it's frigid cold again. And you forget all about that week because it was just one fun week in the sun. It just ha- uh, it, it never fails. It always it's happens. winter, full spring. Second winter, we've already passed all of those. Yeah, and then spring of deception. Yep, that's we're it. in the spring of deception. Spring of deception. Then third winter. Mm-hmm. Then the pollening. <laughs> then yeah. actual spring. Then summer. Then hell's front porch. Yeah. Then yep. Fake fall. Then second summer, and then actual fall, and then back to winter. Yeah, that's the cycle. So I think we're in spring of deception right now. I don't know. Does anyone have their farmer's almanac handy? Can we check to see if Did it's going to get cold this? again? Well, it is going to get back Did down they? to 25 on Saturday. Well, that's the low. I mean, the low this yeah. morning was in the 20s. Was it? Yeah. The low this morning was like 29. 50. That's what's been confusing the about the whole thing. The low today was 50. Well, like yesterday even, yesterday, it was yeah. 29, and then it, now it's up to this. Good. Googly moogly. Tomorrow, low of 55. And a high of 72. With some storms. Well, it's going to rain tomorrow, With some yeah. storms. With some storms, only 50% chance. Sunday, though. So I mean, 50% of us are getting storms. What is different? I'm seeing Everything I'm seeing on the radar is in the 60s, and that's weird. Normally, it dips back down after a week. Everything I'm seeing right now, that's in the 60s. It hey, will take it. Maybe we actually made it out of winter. Well... Could you imagine it being like 60 degrees at the opening baseball game? Just saying. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that's a curse. You just cursed us. It's <laughs> but it's also going to rain. There will be sleet for the game against like Dayton. Dayton, Dayton and sleep. Right sleet. now, right now sleep. that Friday Dayton, high of 60, partly, partly cloudy, just sunny. Pretty okay. good. I mean, Staten Island Chuck did see his shadow or didn't. Whatever one the good one is. Happened to Staten Island Chuck, and he hits an eighty percent clip. Okay, so 
Staten Island Chuck says no more. Well, no more winter. What's the weather in Staten Island? They might be thinking differently. Well, I don't know. Actually, not bad for New York. High 65 today. Staten Island Chuck, baby. He doesn't miss. But then it's going to snow next week. <laughs> he doesn't miss. Does not miss. Snow is still kind of spring-like for, for New York. Maybe, yeah. A little bit. True. I guess uh, some housekeeping here to start the show. Andy, you uh, an announcement? Yeah, announcement. Um, unfortunately, sadly, this is uh, my last show today. Last show today um, after how many months has it been now? Oh, don't ask me to count months. I don't know. Like eight months? Not eight months. Uh, six months? October. November, seven months? December. January. February. Yeah, we're, we're in eight, eight, eight months. Eight months? Yeah. Um, yeah, this is uh, my last show here. Um, focusing in on the upcoming baseball softball season. Uh, busy slate coming up. Uh, spending a lot of my time on the play-by-play side of things, so looking forward to doing that. Um, got a lot of games coming up, a lot of games here in the next in the next few days. Um, never done radio before until until doing this, so it has been a fun, challenging, and, and new experience. And working with you two has have been has been the best combo I could have asked for, right? Absolutely, yeah. best combo I could have asked time. for. Best combo. It was so fun. Like, now, uh, I do need you to make an agreement with me right now. <laughs> I know what you're about to ask. What are you about to wait? Say. Oh, no, I wasn't going to ask you about that. Okay. <laughs> if you're still in Knoxville and still, you know, whatever. Yeah. Come football season. Oh, yeah. Things start to go a little south. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean go a little south? Oh, like the team? Will you come back? For just like we are good luck, maybe like we? one show a week, just to yeah, yeah, wait, just yeah. to keep the juju going. Just saying, like yeah, it's been this room pretty hasn't bad for lost a long time, games. and then you know, all of a yeah, sudden we went eleven and two. Yeah, no, you're right, hundred percent. Uh, yeah, if things start going going south, you lose that Virginia game, then maybe you know we uh, pop we, back through. Yeah, we do. Uh, we do also have a special going away present for you. I didn't ask for this. I'm a, I'm declining this going away present. <laughs> I don't want it. Third segment of hour two. I don't of want it. Going away <laughs> shot caller trivia. I didn't deserve this. I didn't lose. I didn't lose a bet. You're going to. No. You're going I said to. if I end up losing that bet, I'll come back. And I'll get shocked. You really don't you you really won't play shot caller trivia? <laughs> the sadness in your voice right there. Just I prefer not to get shocked. Come on. It's not as bad it's as you not, think. It's really not that bad. I've done it twice. Sam's done it once. It just. I, how many questions are we doing? Five each. Okay. Sure. Let's go. On, le- on level five, though. It has to be on, on level yeah, five. Yeah, level five. No, yeah. no, nah, 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 don't give me that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not winking at you. Level five. Um, well, since this is your last time on sports radio for the indefinite future, do you have... Any takes that you just want to get off that you will never have to be held responsible for? <laughs> Any crazy takes? Yeah, just anything you want to predict, like twenty twenty four Super Bowl. Yeah, like maybe like I don't know. Yeah, Barnes is going to finally break through and win three straight twenty twenty seven, twenty twenty eight, twenty twenty nine. Just really anything you want to get off your chest. Yeah, um, I think uh, the Jaguars are going to be in the Super Bowl next year. 
throw that out there. Jags and Super Bowl. S- Jags and Super Bowl. Uh, Blake Burke is going to break the single season home run record. Okay. Blake Burke, single season home run record. Got it. Um, uh, let's see how many I can fire off right here. Uh, Dak MVP. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's too hot. Let's not get crazy. Let's not we get don't wanna, crazy. We don't want people turning this off. Let's not <laughs> get crazy here. Um, Dante Thornton, thousand yards, thousand yard receiver next year. Boulder. Yeah, that, Boulder. that was not. That wasn't hot. Uh, you at never all. know. You <laughs> never know. Who's going to win the Heisman next year? Um, Joe Milton. I would love to say that. Um, I'm going to say. Tennessee makes an elite eight. Wow, it's kind of a hot take. That's yeah. a hot take. Yeah, kind of hot right take. now it's hot. Where does Joe Milton get drafted? Joe Milton gets drafted in the third round. Oh, kind of think he's going to end up being a first. Really? Round. Well, yeah. I don't know. I'm just kind of like saying that. Yeah, I think Joe Milton's going to be the Anthony Richardson of. I, like, I think it'll class. be interesting to see he's, how. Anthony how old Richardson. is he though? He's like he's. He'll be 20, 24. Right. So I think yeah, it'll be sure. interesting to see how Anthony Richardson gets treated in this draft. Because I think. But Anthony Richardson's a lot Anthony younger. Anthony Richardson's younger, but Joe Milton will have more manufactured stats. Yeah. So, like, I think that'll kind of balance each other out, and I think you'll probably see. But they're, they're different players, though. I mean, Anthony Richardson is more mobile. Yeah. Even, like, Will Levis might, might even be, like, a decent comparison for Joe Milton. An athlete that can throw the football, big arm. Yeah. Except Joe, again, will probably have more production by a pretty substantial margin. True. Um, let's see. Who's going to win the Wooden Award? Next year. Next year. <laughs> oh, um, I, I mean, who's even? I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. Zach Eady again. He goes back <laughs> to back because he's only a sophomore, right? Um, sophomore. Is he draft eligible? But he's not going to be drafted. Yeah, I mean, no one really wants very him. high, which is kind of crazy. I mean, he's seven four, but he's just not an NBA player, like, right? Yeah, what, what are you going to do over there, buddy? Yeah, like you've got guys that could shut you <laughs> yeah, down. Ben easy. Simmons just. Backing you down. <laughs> yeah, he he is he's a sophomore, right? No, he's a junior, so he could go to the draft, but I bet he comes back. But yeah, give give him a second one. Give him a second one. I don't know. I don't know any other players that are gonna be back around. Maybe that's a bad that might be too bold. Brandon Miller's gone, he ain't gonna win. Let's give it to uh Drew Timmy's back for another year. He somehow finds another year of eligibility, and he finally Keontae George finally wins. Comes back. Okay. Wins it. Yeah. Wait, I actually have to be held responsible for these. I'm not making any takes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, shock. Who am I gonna find? My my dark horse, Brandon Podzimski from Santa Clara. Lock it in. Lock it in. He's a sophomore. Six five. Santa Clara. Shout out. I don't know. Who's going to win the Masters this year? Tony, Tony Fino. Fino. There Jinx. we go. Now you owe me uh, $100. No, you're already shocking me, so. We can fair. watch Full Swing today. We do get that to watch that. Out. Yeah, that come does out come today. out today. I'm going to watch like the whole season. I'm probably going to watch the whole thing today. Are they dropping the whole season at once? I would assume, right? I don't know. I feel like they've kind of gone back to like doing here's two or three for you and then weekly release kind of thing. I feel like that's become the not. more popular way to do it now because I like that personally. I think I think if I were a show, if I were a big time show like this with a big time investment, I don't want to go weekly drops. So that gets the build up, that gets people talking, that builds yeah. the anticipation. You know, if you're like a show a like this and you hard just, knocks type thing, if you just drop it all right now, you're gonna have a bunch of people 
fly through it in the first three days and then forget about it by next month. But if you make people wait, then more and more people get to talking about it. It builds and it builds and it builds. I don't know. I hope they're doing it, by the way. Then again, like Last Chance of You, they always just drop it all at once. I don't know. I feel like Drive to Survive, it was weekly. I don't think Maybe. it was. Maybe. I don't think it was. Maybe not. I don't know. I haven't really watched that show a whole, a whole lot. You good today? Otherwise, everybody, thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up. Yeah. Big Doing game day. Good. Did a bunch of laundry yesterday. That's fun. Nice. It's yeah. good. Played some pickleball. Outdoor. Been playing a lot. Yeah, indoor, we played outdoor. some outdoor pickleball yesterday. Does the uh, wind have an effect on your on your game? I like outdoor pickleball better. I don't know. I, it just felt a little different. I felt almost like I had more control. Then I went and played this morning. Went and played this morning for about an hour. Rolled my ankle pretty good. That hurt. My ankle's throbbing right now. But mm. other than that, we're doing good. I think I'm slowly on my way to becoming the best pickleball player on the planet. Yeah? Yeah, the strides are just tremendous from just a day-to-day standpoint. I need to get out there. Like, on this, at this rate, I'm going to be a professional probably by, like, this time next year. You're going to just get on the circuit, on okay. tour. What do those guys get paid? I don't know, but whatever the best one gets paid, I'm going to get paid more than that. So, get yourself that go. Out. What if we get a pickleball thing to, like, sponsor the show? What if we get the show to sponsor my pickleball career? <laughs> we could do that. Fair enough. Fair enough. We could do that. <laughs> Pickleball's great. Just really, though. I, I, I can't recommend it more. Uh, except also don't get into playing it because there's not enough courts for everybody. So, like, don't start playing and get it more crowded. But it is the best, so you should start playing it. Uh, it really is the best. Big, big pickleball fan. But uh, big game day. You said it. Number one, Alabama. Chance for your third top ten win of the year. You know, for as as disappointing as the last couple of weeks have been, and you know, some people are are even would probably make the claim that Tennessee hasn't quite met expectations this year. Well, what does that tell you about the program that Rick Barnes has built when you got a chance for your third top ten win of the year this tonight? So, uh, Big game tonight. We'll dive into that on the other side. Stay with us here on the Blitz. Back here on the Blitz. Don't let the sound of your own it's game day. Chance to have uh, program domination over the Alabama Crimson Tide. School domination. Program. Like athletic Ownership. Yeah, just... Ownership, not domination, ownership. Either or, a chance to have the active series, the active uh, series in baseball, active series in football. And a chance to also claim that in basketball. Man, who would have thought that we'd see top ten matchups this year between Tennessee and Alabama in both basketball and football? That's pretty cool within its own right that that's happening in Knoxville this year. Yeah. But, man, 
a, a team that has really kind of cemented itself now that Purdue's lost a couple games is the most dominant team in college basketball, really, at least since the month of December or since we left December. Uh, a team that has not lost an SEC play, a team that really had one weakness or had one week of vulnerability uh, since the Gonzaga lost. You know, they, they almost lost to Mississippi State. They did kind of get boat raced by Oklahoma, but, you know, they've really just been a pr- <laughs> an amazing team. So I, I, to, to keep it simple to start, Andy, Tennessee wins this game if... Uh, if you out-physical them inside. You know, they, they make their living out-rebounding you. They make their living shutting you down. You know, not just inside, but also on the outside portion. I, this is a battle between two top defenses in the nation, you know, on paper. Um, so I think when you when you match up two good defenses, it comes down to physicality. Who's going to defend better, but also rebound? Like who's going to get who's going to get more rebounds? I, I think when you when you stack up the best teams in in the nation, well, more than likely, the teams that can rebound the ball are, are winning a lot of games. And, and Alabama can rebound the ball. Um, so Tennessee, they're going to have to be physical in, in the paint. They're going to have to make Brandon Miller earn his shots. Brandon Miller is going to get his for sure. But you, you got to make it difficult on him, make him uncomfortable, maybe make him force some other players to do some things, um, whatever it takes just to get him off his rhythm. Uh, but there's no way around it. Alabama is a very complete team. It's probably the best team you've played this year. They're the best team in the nation. So you're going to have to make them uncomfortable on the road. You're going to have to play physical. You're going to have to take some punches yourself and, and not get down from it as well. Yeah, you mentioned the physicality and – you know, I think of that Oklahoma game, and Oklahoma really defended Alabama at the point of attack with a lot of physicality. Mm-hmm. You know, they were right there. They were they were picking them up right across half court. They were defending physically. They were making it tough. They were staying wide. You know, they were moving laterally, laterally really well. And, and, I mean, Alabama, their bread and butter is, is get you to overcommit, over-rotate, and, and, and then kick out to an open shot. You know, they're either going to attack the rim – and beat you to the rim, or they're going to make you commit extra resources to stop you, uh, to stop them at the rim, and they're going to find find how to get that open shot. You know, whether it's that extra pass, whether it's you reversing the floor, they're going to try to get you out of your rotations, out of position. They're going to try to get those shots. But Oklahoma's physicality really frustrated Alabama. That I think that's the only time this year I've really seen Alabama play like they were in their own heads, and I think Gonzaga. Also played pretty physical with Alabama, a team that you know went to Birmingham and, and, and beat the Crimson Tide. I, I think that Tennessee is well equipped to play physical man up defense and and really frustrate Alabama. And fortunately enough, tonight you're at home. And what do we know about college basketball? What do we know about college basketball officiating? Oftentimes there is an influence uh, when you're the home team. Oftentimes referees maybe. You know, swallow the whistle a couple more times. Allow play to be a little bit more physical when you have that crazy crowd, when you are at home, which, I mean, that's part of why it's so difficult to win on the road in college basketball. Road teams this year, or ranked road teams this year, playing other ranked teams, lower ranked, but still, I'll I'll restart. I I did not (laughs) set that up well. Higher-ranked teams going on the road to play lower-ranked teams in this college basketball season are under 500 by a pretty substantial margin. 
and you know Tennessee minus all the way up to minus three and a half now. They open at minus two and a half. It's a pretty clear indicator of why. It's been really, really hard to win on, on the road. It always is hard to win on the road in college basketball, but especially this year. But I think Tennessee <clears throat> can get really physical. I, I, I think they can frustrate Alabama, and I think it's going to be really important for Julian Phillips to play. And we don't know. I mean, I, I doubt we're going to know until, like, 630. Yeah. Game time. You know, strain that hip flexor. Uh, but I think he's one of those defenders that is versatile, obviously. You know, he can play up, play down, defend up, defend down, and, and you know, he can be really physical too. So I think that, you know, him or Josiah, I, I mean, I doubt Josiah is playing, but, you know, if either of them can play, that would be a big boost too. Um, Sam, I'll pivot the question to you. Tennessee wins if. Yeah, I think uh, I think it might just be stopping them in transition. Um, and, you know, once they get – they just got it. They got a lot of athletes on that team, and they they like to run at times. And you know, I think that kind of I think that plays well into Tennessee's hand. They're they're very strong uh, defense in in transition. I think, and you know, I think that that like that factor can can be something in a game that maybe gets out of hand a little bit when they can get a, get on a run, get out in transition, get a couple quick buckets on you on the road, and you know maybe flip the momentum in the arena a little bit so I think that might be a an important factor tonight and just just staying staying clean in transition picking up your men and things like that um and then you know just offensively I think just hopefully having a good night from from Santi you've had a couple good nights from Tyree Key in the last couple games so you know it, it would be this offense really just kind of gets to that next level when you have Santi and Tyree Key both working together and both playing some good basketball, both shooting it well from the perimeter. So those are some two things I'm looking for in this game tonight. And then kind of just getting getting off to a good start, getting the crowd involved early, making it, you know, making a hostile road environment loud early. I think that's a huge thing when you got the number one team in the country coming into your place. Yeah, checker TBA tonight. Feel like it hasn't really caught a lot of momentum. I, I hope that it's not a failed attempt at a checker. TBA. No, it won't be a fail. I'm a little worried about it. What color are you? I don't know. I don't have a ticket yet. Oh. I don't know if I'm gonna buy one or not. Uh, I haven't really found anyone to go. I don't know if I want to pay to go. Might just like cook a steak. That sounds nice. Pour a glass of bourbon and just watch it at home. There's some basketball games I like watching more, like on the tv it's good to hear some analysis and i love some, I, I, I see love some replays yeah being able to see the outside view of everything yeah. a little bit better i'm with you how both teams are moving i'm with you yeah i, I and then there's traffic like i got off work <laughs> for this game so i'm not gonna have to work that's beautiful shout out to you know someone for taking my shift you mentioned that though tyreek keys played uh Back-to-back really strong games. You know, had his career – or not career high, but but season high. Um, Saturday against Mizzou, which, by the way, just sidetrack here. Did you guys see Mizzou just get stomped last night? Oh, yeah. Complete, they had, they completely. Had, they had 25 points with, like, yeah. 18 minutes left. Completely different offensive performance than they had yeah. on Saturday. That's well, just, where was that? Thanks yeah. a lot. Thanks just a how lot, it goes. Dennis Gates. Just how it goes, you know. Gosh. Um. But Tyreek Key was great against Missouri. Was great against Vanderbilt. 
Uh, I think you know he's finally playing with confidence. He's getting his shot. He's looking for his shot too, uh, which which feels different than what we saw at times this year. That's something to keep an eye on. What's this lineup going to look like for Tennessee? You know, is it going to be a small ball lineup? Um, how much will Jemai Meshack play? You know, can you afford to play Jemai Meshack a lot? Because you're going to have to score to keep up with Alabama. But at the same time, you know, you think you could put a guy like Meshack on, I don't know, say Brandon Miller? Maybe. Or maybe, maybe. not Miller, but, but still – you can you can put Mayshack on somebody on that Alabama side and, and and take him out of the game. You know Mayshack has the ability to do that as a defender. You know, so I think you have to balance that too because he is still a little bit of a black hole on the offensive end. And then, you know, I think Alabama they're not going to have Charles Badiaco right their center. Saw that their starting center out tonight. Is he out? I haven't seen. At least I saw a report yesterday. I can double check. I didn't actually like save that or bookmark it or anything. Um, he's day to day. He's day to day. So uh, I think the other report I saw is that he's not expected to play. Either way, they almost seem better when Noah Clowney's at the five when they're in their small ball lineup. I think Tennessee's probably going to have to match that. Probably. Uh, so, you know, I, I think you're going to see some Toby at the five. You're going to see some Olivier at the five. Um, see how that small ball lineup works out, too. But, you know, if you have Toby out there and Jemai, that's feels like, you know, uh, Toby does some things offensively, but still needs some polishing. And Jemai, obviously, still a step behind offensively. That doesn't feel like a lineup that you can really put out there a ton. Um, but managing the lineups – should be should be really interesting should be really interesting i don't know i i I think i prefer that small lineup i think really if you're going to go with a smaller lineup i just hope that they push a little bit more uh tennessee doesn't like to get out and run and that's fine you know they like to set up their half court sets but i think there are times that your defense forces stops and 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 you have advantageous positions to get out and run and tennessee kind of slows it down anyway I would like to see Tennessee try to push just a, a little bit more tonight. I will say, Alabama is one of the fastest tempo playing teams in the nation, so they're not going to mind a run. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know you you want to slow that down and and you know maybe stick with that half court style. I get like running off of like a t- like yeah, you, that's you wanna, I'm more so talking just about in like, those situations. Yeah, even situationally, it feels like yeah. we turn potential fast breaks into half court yeah. sets. I get yeah, you want to run the fast break still, but. But Alabama does want to run fast, yeah. so you're going to have to slow them down as well a little bit. So it's going to have to be playing best of both worlds there. And then, yeah, the importance of Tyree Key, if Phillips and uh, Triple J's out, it's good that he's getting confident now because if they're the, both those are out, he's going to need to score. Like he, he can't just be one of those guys you know, that comes in and, and gets six points in this game. He's going to have to score. Like it, You're going to have to have guys step up if, if those two are out. Um, so that is extremely important. You're going to need, need production from someone. I don't feel great about either of them playing. It's yeah. hard to. I mean, well, it is, it's such a big game, but at the same time, Alabama's going to win the regular season yeah. in the SEC. You're At this point, you're playing for seeding in the SEC tournament, and you're playing for a better seed in, in, in NCAA, which is, are both important things, but like you want your guys to be healthy I don't know. Tonight, for March. Tonight's you know? such an important game. It, no, it's such an important game, but I'm saying like you don't want to risk 
no, their health. I mean, at, you don't want to risk in, in February. Yeah, you don't want to risk health, but it would. It, it just gets tougher and tougher to kind of climb out of it. You know, if, if yeah, you got but, to like four out of five. Yeah, but you're not out of it still. You're still a three seed. If you lose to Alabama, that's not changing. Right, I know you still want to win, and that I, bumps you up. I mean, you more up, so like climbing out of like the losing yeah. spell because you've lost three out of four right now. If you if it gets to four out of five, and then you got to go on the road to Kentucky, then you would really have all the pressure in the world on you Saturday. Yeah, I get it. To to save the season from kind of bottoming out a but little. But you lose to the number one team in the nation. That's your season's not done. No, and, and I mean I think the pressure is on Alabama tonight. I would. I would say at least more so than Tennessee. That's a, a pretty terrible spot for Alabama to to be in right now. Like it's you're coming off of college game day Saturday, a rivalry game, an emotional game on the road. You get your first number one ranking since the early 2000s, and you know that team ended up under 500 or the rest of the way since once they got their number one ranking, losses a 10 seed in the first round. So like that team didn't really have that same special feel is this one so you know number one really a true number one late in the season number one for the first time and now you got to go on the road to a team that was just number two you know a team that has kind of really sunk in the last couple of weeks but but you know it has the potential to still play like the best team in the country and you're gonna have to go play them on the road your first game is number one after the big emotional Saturday game that's just a I, I wouldn't I don't want to call it a trap game. I've seen some people say trap game, and it has the same feel as a trap game. Tennessee's too good for me to call that like a quote-unquote trap game. To me, a trap game is more so you're playing like a, a average to above average team that catches you in a better spot. Tennessee, I mean, they're a top ten team, you know, number ten in the country. But I, I think Tennessee is catching Alabama in a pretty good spot. You know, I think Alabama. This is just a really a, a tough spot in the schedule. Yeah, getting that number one ranking is a blessing and a curse because, you know, there's a lot of pressure having that target be a number one. It really is. But there is still a lot of pressure on Tennessee. You know, not I think not as much on this game as Saturday. And not, to Saturday. Look, not to look ahead. Saturday you've got a lot of pressure. I heard the drive talking about this. If you had to split this week, which win would you take? Kentucky. Kentucky? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, a loss to Kentucky, you get season swept by a yeah. team that's not in the tournament. Yeah. It is like one of your considered rivals. Yeah. You're supposed to lose to number one Alabama, right? Like, you want to beat number one Alabama, but you beat number one Alabama and then turn that around and lose on the road to Rupp against the team in the bubble. It that, erases that, that, yeah. that erases that fun win against I mean, Alabama. It would, it would give you, you know, three top ten wins on the year, but. You can't <sighs> lose the teams in the bubble if you're a top ten team. Right. I mean, then it'd be even more. It'd be even weirder. I mean, Tennessee's all of Tennessee's losses essentially would have been unranked teams, and you know, then <laughs> you would also have yeah. three top ten wins. It'd just be uh, I'd prove the volatility of this year a little bit more. There's no fun way by losing a game in this week. You'd love to win both. If you yeah. win both, let's you're on top both. of the world. I let's think you're going to win both. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you will win both. I think the Tennessee team's going to win both, and I think that you know, you look in front of Tennessee. Right in the rankings. Uh, number nine, Baylor. Or, pardon me, not number nine, Baylor. So how did I get to the preseason poll? That's weird. <laughs> what on earth? Start, that was so that strange. Again. No, I just went to the ESPN app, right? And I went over. Baylor is number nine. I knew that. But but 
I went to the rankings, and for some reason it was just the preseason poll instead of huh. week 15. It just refused to switch over. But, yeah, number nine Baylor plays number five Kansas this week. So at least one team in front of you will lose. Texas already lost this week as well. So sure did. That's two in front of you. Uh, Arizona plays Utah and Colorado, both at home. I think they take care of business there. Oh, no. Arizona just lost to Stanford on Saturday. That's true. Virginia has Louisville, Notre Dame. I think they'll probably take care of business. Uh, UCLA, Stanford, and Cal, I think they'll probably take care of business. Um, Purdue has to go to Maryland, but, yeah, I still think. Even if they lose, they're in front of you, so it doesn't really matter at that point. And uh, Houston goes to SMU and then takes on Memphis. I think they could lose one of those games. And you have a chance to beat Alabama. So, I mean, you could have three teams – four teams in front of you lose this week again you know you could be right back further into the top 10 again especially if you beat number one and then go on the road and get a semi-impressive victory i love tennessee but i think being ranked number 10 was very generous already as it was i've heard some people say that but at the same time it's it's more so a reflection of the rest of college basketball than it is on tennessee yeah i I get it i just think like at this point i mean you want to put the rankings there like they just got beat by 15 last week. Like, you want to put Kansas State there? They've Not anymore. Kansas State well, yeah, lost, I mean, they last, lost night. last night. But they just went on the road and lost to unranked Texas Tech. Like, you want to put Gonzaga there? Well, yeah, I know. I get it. It's just, it's tough. Like, I understand it feels weird that Tennessee was able to stay at 10. But then it's like, well, who, who really is there behind you that has that grave of an argument to jump you? I think Indiana and Miami are both playing some really good basketball. But if you're viewing their resume as a whole, you know, you still have to account for for some of the early season slip-ups more so with indiana than miami miami just doesn't really have the strength of schedule but i I mean it would be tough to find someone else better to hop up to that number 10 no you're right 865-546-8200 again 865-546-8200 that's your number to call in if you want to join us all calls coming through over on the big orange philly phone lines Big Orange Philly phone lines are open. We're going to catch a break here. Continue talking the Vols and the Tide on the other side. Back here on the Blitz. Again, the Big Orange Philly phone lines are open if you want to talk the Vols and Alabama tonight. 865-546-8200. That's your number to call in. Interesting article over on The Athletic uh, earlier this week. Andy. Okay came from uh from seth davis he does these every every year about this time of year uh college basketball coaches dish anonymously on the big east the pac-12 the sec and more Mm. so he does this for all the major conferences um spoke with coaches some head coaches some assistant coaches of all of these conferences um essentially trying to get to the bottom of like what is this team's weakness you know how would you defend this team he said uh you know pardon me i he said i'll warn you ahead of time that these reports may seem overly harsh that's on me not them we know all these teams are good we're not trying to figure out that that's the obvious uh want to dig in on their deficiencies what would cause them to lose a sweet 16 game or earlier what you know what would you tell the guy who's guarding their best player? Who can you attack defensively? Who can you leave alone offensively? What on their roster makeup could lead to their undoing? You know, what weaknesses have been exposed? That kind of thing. So I'll, I'll read you 
I'll read you first Tennessee, and I'll see if you agree or disagree here. Tennessee, quote, you better score in transition and get some runouts because they're just so good defensively in the half court. Once in a while, for whatever reason, they just kind of stop making threes. <laughs> that kind of made me chuckle. That That's true, for whatever reason. Uh, they don't have bigs who can shoot it, so they don't space you as much as some other teams. They have to rely on Zakai Ziegler and Santiago Vescovi to create. They don't have that one guy who can go create for himself. They're more systematic. Uh, when there's seven seconds left on the shot clock and they're playing UCLA in the Sweet 16, you know who's going to get that shot off? How would you assess that assessment? I'd say it's fair. I think it's fair. Um, but also I feel like a lot of the guys that you would give that last shot haven't been fully healthy all year. Right. But I'd say fair. I would say so, too. Uh, I mean, he said, you know, don't have bigs that can shoot. I don't know. I think like Olivier and Jonas Adu can both knock down some shots. They can shoot. Time, like, I don't know what they, they if they mean like knock down three point yeah. shot like shooters. I mean Olivier can really he can be a pretty efficient three point. You shooter. don't need him to, so right. he doesn't. Yeah, I mean they just like don't shoot more than can. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. I mean I I do think that sometimes it is more systematic. Like you don't have guys that go and get buckets and all the time necessarily. I feel like you've seen like Josiah can be that guy and sometimes he is but sometimes he doesn't you know go get that shot either I feel like Julian Phillips can really be a guy that goes and finds his shot and and create his shot but my biggest problem with him all year long is is just been the fact that he's a little bit passive sometimes and I you know that could just be a reflection of Rick Barnes and, and his coaching style but I do think that Julian Phillips could afford to be a little bit less passive um the whole Last second shot, though, the game's on the line. Who do you turn to thing? I always find that to be like such an overrated, uh, overvalued statement. Like, that's the whole thing. It, if it's so what if Tennessee doesn't have the same guy that's always going to be the one to shoot it? You know, it's just what is this matchup? You know, what is the flow of this game? Who yeah, is sometimes you just don't hand. know. Yeah, like, like I mean, would you expect that Vanderbilt guy to knock down that last right. shot? I mean, just because you don't have a go-to guy specifically, that doesn't mean you don't have a guy. It's just like, hey, if you're playing Texas, maybe it's Olivier Kamwa that could be your go-to guy. You know, if you're playing Suss and Shutch, like maybe it's it's Santiago Vescovi that has the advantageous matchup that like that's your go-to guy in the last second. So I think that that whole notion uh, is is a silly one. I'll read you now what they say about Alabama, and you tell me if you think that Tennessee can you know, do some of these things. If Tennessee is well-equipped <clears> to be <throat> able to slow down Alabama according to uh, some, of the, um, some of the viewpoints of opposing coaches. So on Alabama, quote, they've got really good players, but they're young. You've got to keep them out of transition, and you've got to take away the three. They don't throw it inside much in the half court. Overall, you have to be really physical with them and pound them on the glass. Brandon Miller, really mature offensively. He doesn't get frustrated. You have to limit his catches because when he gets it, he's unguardable. If he has to guard someone who's physical and can move, that can be a problem. Jalen Hill at Oklahoma drove on him and got a bunch of shots at the rim. Their chemistry is really good. You never see any moaning or groaning or finger-pointing. Uh, they do lack an inside post scorer, Charles Bedico, more of a rim runner, uh, or Betty Ako, and they're more dangerous when Noah Clowney is, comes in at the five. 
So let's kind of take that back, right? They've got really good players, but they're young. Got to keep them out of transition. Got to take away the three. I think Tennessee pretty well equipped to do both of those things. Yeah. I mean, take away the three, it feels tough to say that now. <laughs> it didn't after, happen on Saturday. After Saturday, you know, Missouri shot like 52%, 52.5%, and, and, you know, the Wednesday prior, Vanderbilt shot 42%. But Tennessee... On the season, you've been doing a On good the job. season, had a historical run for a while there of, of opponent three-point shooting, and it's still, I believe, the best in the country. Yeah. I haven't checked back in on it, but... Alabama's second even best. Even after, yeah. Alabama's second best. So I think that you can do both of those things. Uh, again, they don't throw it inside much in the half court. Overall, you have to be really physical with them and pound them on the glass. All right, well, we know how physical Tennessee can be. Check there. And we know how this team rebounds. Best rebounding team in the SEC. Uh, best offensive rebounding team in the SEC. And one of the best rebounding teams in the country this year. So... Check again. We got four check marks so far on the things that opposing coaches point out, you know, in, in terms of stopping Alabama. Uh, let's keep going here. Brandon Miller, again, really mature offensively, doesn't get frustrated. You have to limit his catches uh, because when he gets it, he's unguardable. I think that Tennessee does a really good job face guarding people, denying the ball, denying, uh, you know, entry passes, denying passes in general. And, you know, we've talked about it all year long. For the most part, just about every game, Tennessee, more so than just about any team in the country, uh, has been able to take away opposing teams' best players. Check and check. Uh, I will say, I feel like this is different, though. Yeah. I feel like Brandon Miller, I, I, don't, think there's a, I don't think there's any part of even Rick Barnes of Tennessee that's saying, hey, like, we're going to keep Brandon Miller to – Four points tonight. Like we're gonna, no, but I think we're gonna shut him down. Like ten. No, I don't. I don't even think they even care about that. I, I think they're going to make it uncomfortable for him. But you can't expect to go out there and shut Brandon Miller down because I, I just don't think that's gonna happen. I mean, I think shutting him down is like relative to Brandon yeah. Miller. Like I just don't think it's gonna happen. So I think it's like if he gives you an inefficient ten, an inefficient twelve, yeah, like that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's shutting Brandon Miller down. Like that's yeah, but I think he's gonna get his either way, and I don't think you should expect to go out there and hold him to 10 points. You can try, but I don't think that's where you're, you, you, you're going to put your money in. Um, just because Rick Barnes even said it yesterday. He's like, a guy like that, you're not going to stop him from scoring. He said that in his, his press conference on Monday. He's like, he's going to get his. He's going to do his thing. He's, you know, great teams, great players. You can't expect to just stop them that easily every single time. Gonna make it uncomfortable for him. But. I mean, let's see. He had he had thirteen against Auburn. Uh, was zero of seven from three, five of twelve from the field though. Uh, he had twenty four against Florida, eleven against LSU, twenty two against Vandy, eleven against Oklahoma, thirteen against Mississippi State, fifteen against Missouri. He's shot forty one percent, fifty two percent, twenty seven percent. Oh, what happened against LSU? Fifty three percent. 55%, 62%, and then 33 and 28%. So, yeah, I mean, it will be hard to stop, stop Brandon Miller, but I, I disagree with you. I, I think that Tennessee can I think they reasonably can. expect to – I think you can even expect, like, if you defend well, and I think you have to have that mentality as the best defensive team in the country. If you defend well, Brandon Miller can go out there and, and look like he did against Oklahoma. 
11 points on 4 14 shooting. Oh, you can, but I don't, I don't, if, if I'm, out of all the things we discussed, that's the least likely to me. Think there's anything to Brandon Miller playing playing in his home state? Think well, he's going to help him out a even extra more. Juiced. Probably, probably. I mean, Tennessee gave him looks, right? I mean, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like we snubbed him or anything. So there's that. But I also think like, what what was that part in there? It was. What was that part about having a. Bigs that can move, or I don't even know. There was one part that I I had a comment on. Hey, who knows? Maybe Euros gets in there and makes Brandon Miller super mad, and that's the first time he loses his cool all season. <laughs> I will say, Brandon. I thought that this. I thought that Alabama all seemed to lose their cool in that Oklahoma game, specifically Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller. I mean, again, he went four or fourteen. He looked incredibly frustrated in that game. Oh, I hope so. That game was very frustrating. Yeah, I hope I, so. I mean, even like from the from the very get go, Oklahoma just blitzed Alabama. Yeah, that was just a bad game. I think right. that was just, you know, their bad game. Yeah. I'm Does not, it happen again? It could. Could. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, saying that that's going to happen again. I'm yeah, saying, yeah, like, I know. I'm just saying, able like, to, They were able to play really physical with Alabama yeah. and frustrate them. I uh, feel like that game just must have just must have just caught them off guard. I don't know. Maybe they had a bad breakfast that morning. Something happened. But yeah, that, they, uh, they did say, though, yeah, if, if Brandon Miller has to guard someone who's physical and that can move, that can be a problem. Olivier can move. I don't know how physical he is. Yeah, I don't really think of Olivier to be that physical, but like he knows how to use his body well. Yeah, he's he, had a position he himself. Can, well. He can get himself open for shots. Uh, maybe he can give him a little bit of an issue. Um, getting shots at the rim really—that's where you need like a Julian Phillips to come right. in there and just be a tornado. That, that would be really nice. Yeah, if you could just have Julian Phillips. If Julian Phillips can play tonight, that attack would, the rim. That would be wonderful. It would be wonderful, wouldn't it? I don't know. Like, how, how long does a hip flexor keep you out usually? A strain? I've, I've never had a hip flexor. I don't I know. I feel like I never have either. I feel like it sounds really uncomfortable. I would rather have a high ankle sprain than a strained hip flexor, I think. I don't think so. No? I, high ankle sprains are pretty bad injury. I think you can play through any any ankle injury. No. Definitely not. I don't think a high ankle sprain is easy to play I mean, through. I, I, I just know that, like, for Patrick me, Mahomes was barely playing through it with Toradol running. I just know, like system. for me, like I've never really had anything happen to my ankle where I've been like, I can't do something physically, and I've like. You're also it. not a D1 athlete, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like ankles, like they just hurt. But I mean, at the you speed of the game they're game. playing, I don't know if you can play the speed of SEC basketball against one of the fastest teams in the country in know. Alabama with a high ankle sprain like not even a week off of it yet maybe <laughs> i mean i'm not i'm not like saying that josiah can play tonight i was just saying that i would rather have a sprained ankle than a, a strained hip flexor i feel like the strained hip flexor isn't as bad as it seems i just feel like that's got to be like uncomfortable all the time but you're walking around on your ankle all the time. Yeah, but like, I, I, like you can settle into ankle pain. I don't know what a hip flexor really feels like, so I don't know. I don't either. I feel like it's got to feel like a pinched nerve. That doesn't sound fun. You guys want a funny, uh, fun headline to end the hour? Not sports related. Hmm. Sure. Let's see how you feel about this. 
Uh, new report this morning: Microsoft's new AI has begun has begun to uh, question its own existence in an apparent breakdown. <laughs> That's awesome. That can't how be good. We're, we're coming into a, a wild does, world of AI. How does there's, AI question its own existence? There's way too many like, potentially not... world-ending things going on at once yeah. for me right now. And they're all technology things. There's it... like the the threat of just powerful AI between like Chat GPT being all way too smart. I don't know there's anything like, about this. They stuff keep running either. into issues with that one and self-awareness. Now the Microsoft self-awareness. We got like. Chemicals spilled all over America. We have UFOs all over America. We might be being invaded by aliens right now. I uh, last night I sent it to uh, norovirus is back. The what? The norovirus is back. I don't know that. My my roommate's brother plays rugby out in Arizona, and they had a yeah hazardous toxic chemicals leak in Tucson. Whoa! Authorities have issued a hazmat alert and a shelter in place, and so I texted him. And he goes, yeah, we got the alert on our phones, and our coach still made his practice yesterday. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, between like that, I, I, the the biggest environmental disaster in the history of the United States happened in Ohio like last week. Doesn't even seem like anyone really like knows. You don't hear much about that. There's just there's too much going on. We can't have AI getting all self aware on us too. <laughs> self awareness is crazy. That's yeah, not that, good. That what doesn't make sense. It's not good. Like, what if my computer just becomes self-aware? It's a computer, right? What? What? what do you, that, how, do, how does it react? Uh, I think. Would you be if you all of a sudden became self-aware and you were a computer? How would you feel? Well, I'm not. I'm Congratulations. Not a Hour two coming up <laughs> next.